0: Howdy, howdy, folks. Welcome back to Hoot and a Half. I am Matt King. And I'm Mike Sheffer. And that's it. It's just you and me. We have no guests on this episode. This is like a special bonus audio exclusive. For the OG fans, the people who were
1: listening to us from the beginning before you got all blown up on YouTube and hit
0: that algorithm. Oh, yeah. And just having all those hot, hot guests. But these episodes, and I've said this before, are my favorite because this is like the real you and me. This is like us behind all the scenes and the conversations that we have sipping on a drink, enjoying each other's company. Don't wear, I mean, we're both butt naked right now,
1: so that's cool. Yeah. This is
0: the naked episode. You know, we couldn't put it out on YouTube because it would just, you know, ruin all of our sponsorships anyway, and I, I don't i wouldn't want to have to sit there and blur our driblets for every scene so try not to visualize <laughs> but just know we are completely in the nude and drinking flavored margaritas well matt's wearing bunny ears besi- but besides that he's totally nude you promised you wouldn't mention the bunny ears but i think the bunny ears really tie the whole outfit together do you think people can tell that we're joking um i'm pretty sure they can i wonder if someone is just like whoa okay i didn't know that that's well, how they roll well i don't know i think people would have been a little bit more hooked and interested in the episode if we hadn't told them that we really weren't naked i don't
1: i don't know if i'd want to put on a podcast on my way to work and be like by the way uh welcome back to the Ro- joe rogan experience just so you know me and neil deGrasse tyson are naked today and let's go with the, like I, I don't know if
0: i don't want to listen to that i think i totally would do you think there's anybody out there with an only fans that's just a purely audio um Ooh, like uh, erotic. Naughty content creator. Like, like erotic storytelling? Yeah. Probably. But can't you just upload that like anywhere? Why would someone have to? Well, it's because you're you're in the, you're in the paywall. I guess so. But they have to be really, really good at yeah. um, talking <laughs> into your ear. I wonder how it... big of an industry that is, like erotic audio.
1: Like where do you listen to that? Are you driving in the car putting on a, like a sexy story on the way to work in the morning? Definitely.
0: Or is it like at, at, at nighttime before you go to bed? I don't know. Probably while you're doing laundry and just going about your daily chores. Anytime somebody does want to listen to a podcast, they can just pop on some erotica. You're just getting all steamed up while you're folding clothes? And nobody knows. And nobody knows. Mm. You know, like you could see someone walking down the street just going, oh, I wonder if they're uh, listening to, uh, you know, the new Lord album. And really they're just listening to straight up erotica. I actually did see a uh, – I would assume this woman was homeless. But, like, you couldn't kind of tell. I bet she kind of had a home, but maybe was a hoarder and just gets out of her, her house a lot because her home is, like, pretty crazy. It was that type of, like, crazy L.A. woman. Yeah. Um. All respect, though, to mental health. But she was bumping on her stereo, erotica, like an erotic novel, like an audio book. Like, more than Fifty Shades of Grey, like straight up yes. audio. But it was probably, like, set in the 1800s and, you know. Lord, lady,
1: whatever. Un-
0: yeah, unbuttoned her blouse. In, <laughs> uh, you know, in the pale moonlight. It was like that. Do you I have that at the library? Of course. I mean, every library has those. You
1: can't if... rent videos like that at the library.
0: Certainly, but you can get the books. That's what's always like crazy, though. Like those romance novels are just straight up Yeah. Porn. Remember when Fifty Shades of Grey came out? And everyone was reading it. But But it was
1: like, I feel like a lot of people, it was one of those things that it was a very guilty pleasure where I would like see it. On a girl's bookshelf, but it'd be like sandwiched between two other books, and like there'd be a rubber band around it to be like, "Oh no, don't open that!" Like no one's reading it. This is not, but everyone was reading it. But everyone in everyone... their
0: mother's but, were but reading they were it. trying
1: to like hide it. It was like, a... <laughs> yeah, it was like I a guess... guilty. Like you don't want to be seen on the subway reading Fifty Shades of Grey. Like I bet you a lot of people changed the book jackets out and like put a different book jacket on it. But that was that book was basically
0: straight up. I felt like I saw it everywhere. But I did, yeah, maybe people, a lot of people were hiding their Fifty Shades of Grey. Um you know that Fifty Shades of Grey, though, is a fan fiction of Twilight. Mm-hmm. Like, um, have we talked about we this? We got before? this wrong
1: in a previous podcast. Oh, did we? We said that Twilight was a Harry Potter fan fiction, but really no, I didn't? Yeah, you did. Oh,
0: my bad. It's okay. Uh, it's no, okay. I know that. No. Twilight. No, it's not. No, it's not. Fifty Shades of Grey is a
1: Twilight fan fiction. You know the theory about how 9-11 created Fifty Shades of Grey? How? So 9-11 occurred. Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance saw the towers collapse, decided to quit his job at whatever he was doing, start the band My Chemical Romance. My Chemical Romance inspired the author of Twilight to write the Twilight books, and then the author of Fifty Shades of Grey was inspired by Twilight to... Write fifty shades of gray, and that is how nine eleven caused fifty shades of gray. It's like an internet like thing among like you'll see it. And that's why nine eleven caused fifty shades of gray. Uh,
0: I believe that. I think a lot of things wouldn't happen if it weren't for nine eleven.
1: Yeah. But Did it- you know that baggage fees on airlines was supposed to be a temporary measure that you were only supposed to do for like a certain amount of time and then they were supposed to get back on their feet. But like when you go to check your bags and it costs like fifty bucks to check your bag, didn't exist before nine eleven.
0: Like, all bags were free? All bags were free. Over one bag they at least charged no, you for, no, right? No,
1: there, there was no such thing as... You and You could check two, three bags. Like, you didn't have to... I think it was that maybe... That doesn't
0: make sense, though, because planes need a certain amount of weight. It's, and they it's need to BS. keep track of it's it. It's all. It's all a scam. This is, my, really? this is my big theory. Did you hear that whole thing, like, why airplanes are not painted in different colors? Besides Spirit Airlines. Like, why they're not, like, blue and, like, purple? It's because it's say because uh paint, the colored paint is heavier than lighter paint. Yeah, there I've heard that that that's, then, they, they, like there was some, and c- then like uh, the magazines and stuff they had to make them like in in uh less dense of paper to save money and make planes more efficient and get there timely because a yeah. heavier plane doesn't travel as fast as a lighter
1: plane. There was also some guy who discovered I think with American Airlines that if they served two olives in their martini instead of three that they could save like you know a million
0: dollars a year in their first class cabin are they serving up three olive martinis well in they, first well, they class? were apparently that's a heavy martini most martinis i've had have just been
1: one olive but if you're in first class that's when i feel like they they do the heavy pours the home pours as i like to call it okay have you ever flown first class yes yes
0: and do you know can you tell the difference between first class and business class um There is a difference? Yeah. Okay, so my guess on first class and business class is that the first class is the one that have, like, the true pods and the service. Business class is that area right after first class that are just nicer seats yeah, before so you hit straight up coach. It
1: changes between airlines, and I think there's maybe one airline where business is actually better than first. But yeah, they, there is a like an actual tangible difference between business class and first class, which I didn't know. I flew in business class one time by accident. Uh, I just got called up to the front, and they were like, Mr. Sheffer, we'd like to offer you business class for your flight home. And I was like, okay, no, no. idea why. But yeah, there's even a first class, which it is... Uh, the lay flat seats. I
0: think that's what defines it to be first class. Well, because the business class, your business you're wants you to kind of work while you're sitting there. They don't want you to be lounging and yes. laying down and getting a full nap in. Yeah. Mm. So first class is where you have the lie flat seats, which that is, is that what you've,
1: you've been on a plane where you can lie completely flat?
0: Yes. I did that when I went to Fiji and it was awesome because like I went onto the plane, laid down, woke up, and we Insane. were landing in a few hours. In Dubai as well, I did it. Yeah. That was, that was good times. Great times, man. And um, and I always just love that they know your name when you're in first class. You oh, know? they come up to you and they say, "Mr. Not, King, you're not passenger two A. Yeah, you're Mr. King." Hmm. And like they really uh, go above and beyond. Does it make a difference? Like sitting in
1: first class, like do you actually feel more or I guess less stressed when you when you land and I'm not more like a
0: stressful flyer, but it just makes the flight go by a lot more quicker than it is when you're in coach but i never pay for first class like zane todd yeah Pete, david they all but like i'm a firm believer remember in elementary school like the line leader and everybody wanted to be the line leader and when you're in first grade kids throw fits with the teacher and the teacher just goes hey we're all going to the same place it doesn't matter but I love knowing that I'm saving that much money by not being with someone who is spending so much money yep. and we're both going to the same place. Like what? you're
1: spending $10,000 to be able to swing your elbows around a little more. Yeah,
0: your legs are going to feel a little less sore when we land because you were able to stretch out. I do always need to take the uh, exit seat, though, for a man of my stature. That's that's a fair play. I wish they would take that into consideration. I'm not trying to be like height elitist. <laughs> And say that height people, uh, taller people deserve benefits. But I was going to say like airline seats for me are just, they're
1: just like a little bit too small. They're pretty comfortable, but they're just slightly too small and I'm not that tall. So I imagine anybody taller than me, regular airline seats are just, they're just
0: not it. Yeah. It depends where I'm flying. Like I can't do LA to New York in coach without being like an exit seat, but I can can suffer. I can suffer to Dallas. I can suffer LA to the middle of the country. I'm cool with it. If you're, if you could just sit there, like if you don't need to be using a
1: laptop, like the, the the times when you notice it is when you put the tray table down and you're trying to eat or like work on a laptop. Then you're just like, all right, this is just not human size.
0: Oh my gosh, I just remembered what I'm paying fifty dollars a month to American Airlines for their Wi-Fi membership. Why? Because I realized that Patricia and I were going to be flying a lot during I don't know which month it was recently. And that the, I would be, the amount of money I would save by buying the membership would be cheaper than me buying Wi-Fi every time I take a flight. So I bought the membership. But it won't let you cancel it on the app. They make you call American Airlines. Uh, and that already within itself is like I, I don't have time to sit on the phone for two hours.
1: I'll give you a little hack about airline Wi-Fi. Whenever you see and you go on airline Wi-Fi, I think Delta started it. But now most of them have it. If you see T-Mobile… You know, it says like T-Mobile, if you have a T-Mobile number, you can get Wi-Fi for free. Yes. So you actually don't need to have a T-Mobile number. You just need to know someone who has a T-Mobile number. And if you just type in that phone number... You'll get the access. Cause they'll it, they just know that it's a T-Mobile number. What? Yeah. So, like when, you know, people that I'm friends with are flying, they'll just type in my phone number and I'll get a text that says, Congratulations, you're on free Wi-Fi. But their phone gets the Wi-Fi. That better be true because you're, I, you're a firm you believer
0: is. about the rewards memberships, because everybody has that eight, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine number. Yeah. Which I don't think is true because every time I've gone to a Rite aid or it's a hundred percent true. It never it never works. No, I'm telling you okay, well let's let's Double
1: back on what you just said. The so, rewards thing that you're talking about is there was a song by I think Tommy Two Tone in the 80s or the 90s. Eight six seven, seven five, five three zero oh, nine. Like the song was a phone number. So on the internet a while back, someone realized that people were putting in whatever the area code is. If you're in New York, it's two one two. If in Dallas, five one two. And then you put eight six seven five three zero nine. Anytime you want to go to a place that has like a oh enter your phone number like a Walgreens or a Rite Aid or Uh, whatever a shop right whatever it may be if you type in that phone number there is an account with that reward but what happened is a lot of people have signed up with it so they'll ask you which name it is because usually there's like seven different names and they'll just ask you the name you're like oh are you steven you'd be like oh yeah that might be the name that's like the only difference of maybe why it didn't work for you is because they'll confirm your name but you just say yeah whatever name it is but if you ever go to a store Basically any major city in the U.S. I, I've, done, I've done this at the right it here every time I go.
0: I was with you one time and it didn't work. Maybe that was – maybe the system was down. And so for the folks listening, test out this theory and come back and let us know. I'm curious about the rewards that have uh, – There's probably a lot of rewards. Up on whoever, it. whoever has that email address associated with the account probably
1: has a bunch of rewards. Yeah. Damn. But the Delta Airlines thing about T-Mobile, the thing that I think they changed is that they now send a confirmation code to that number – but if you type in the confirmation code, then you get it. So, like, for example, you, you're you not on T-Mobile. If you fly next week, you put in my nom- my number, I'll get a ping to my phone. Thank you for joining. Your number is 55388. If you type that in on your phone, you'll have Wi-Fi for the flight.
0: But how can I contact you if I don't have Wi-Fi?
1: True. That's a little <laughs> bit of an issue. huh?
0: Well, then maybe you got to make a friend who pays for the Wi-Fi and then you get two for the price of one. How about you just book a flight with the <laughs> plane next to me, open up your window, and then just like put it up? Um Changing topics for a second, yes. unless you want to keep going on this. No, let's change it up. The
1: reason why we're doing an audio-only episode is because you recently moved into this beautiful new house. We and did.
0: the studio is not ready for filming just yet. I know. We have our couch here. We have the table and the chair and the little corner thing, but all the pictures are off. Um and but we have we have recorded one guest that's coming out next week. Oh, and it's a great episode, guys. Should we hype it up? Say who it is? Yeah, sure. Let's yeah, let's tell the people who it is. Fibula on TikTok, Connor AKA Wood, great man. What a funny guy. Just met him uh, through Cody Co. Invited me to a brunch. We uh, sat down and we realized we had a lot in common. And uh, so he'll be coming out on the video podcast in
1: about a week or two after this airs. And then we have another cool guest that we're filming, which we'll
0: keep a surprise for you. (laughs) Ooh, yes, she's actually coming over tomorrow. I got to do a lot of research, but in actually, and it's a guest who we have already interviewed before on Unfiltered. Yeah, this will be the first. first Those are always really good episodes because you're like, I want to just see Matt and this person go at it, and that's what's about to go down. Um, but yes, we moved into the house. It's pretty close to, um, our old house and now we're like closer to David's house. Um, but the one thing about this house I'd say is like, it's very domestic. This is a family home and I'm happy. You feel really safe. You feel like you, you've come home from school and you need to sit down and do some homework and have dinner. And there's, there's privacy in this house. You think so? so? I had so much privacy
1: with my last room in that not house. Re- you, were, you were basically within shouting distance of the kitchen. Right
0: now, the kitchen, they could be having a full-blown party in there and we wouldn't know. What I do love is that I have my own private bathroom. Like yeah. My bathroom, you can only access through my bedroom. Um, but uh, we've been piecing it together, buying furniture, moving TVs and stuff around, um, you and, know, and just trying to get everybody on the same page about interior design. It's, and speaking of interior design, the reason I'm bringing this up is
1: you have discovered a new holiday tradition that you've started your journey
0: on. Yes. I know that I've talked about this on unfiltered and I'm letting you guys know, cause they kind of, they kind of quieted me up a little bit, a little too fast on, uh, Unfiltered, when I was bringing up my passion for spooky village, but no time limit here, Matt. Yeah, because that's like four people. We got to move on and touch a lot of topics. So, um, as you guys know, or if you didn't know, last year um, I made a tiny Christmas village. It was something that I've always been wanting to uh, do since I was a kid, and um, I did it. I made it. I fell in love with it, and I thought that was it. I'm just going to wait till next Christmas to bust those out, hunt down a few pieces. And then the other day, you and me walked into Michael's, which we can't figure out why we were in that Michael's, what we were doing there. (laughs) Um, And I saw the entire setup for the Limax Spooky Spooky Village. Village. Which we didn't even know was a thing. Uh, Or maybe you knew it was a thing. I did know it was a thing, but I knew it was very, very expensive. Because the thing is, tiny Christmas villages have been around – a lot longer like than Spooky Village. So a lot of stuff you get your hands on are from like the 90s or the 80s or 2000s. And they, they make them in mass production. Not everybody wants to create a spooky village in their house. So I then saw all the new ones out
1: there. And they had them on display. And they were operational at the Michael, So you could really – it wasn't just like the picture on the box.
0: There was smoke coming out of one of them. There was like a haunted house. They there was had a- witches flying around one of them. And um, I was, and so I thought, you know what? Screw it! I need to uh, splurge and buy and create this spooky village. But I could only buy like two because, guys, it is, this is an expensive hobby. Your money can get Jerain through it, but you know, it's all part of like falling in love with the season. But you found a good deal, which I, well, was it a good deal? Well, to, to be, I think so. Right? <laughs> Did you ever do the math on how many? I did do the math, and I think it ca- came out even to the amount of products. But the thing is, some of them right now are even getting higher and higher and higher in value because as we get closer to Halloween, a lot of people are buying them. But, yeah, I found someone on e- on eBay selling their whole lot for like $2,000, and I tried to go, can you do 1000 And they're like 1400 and they lived in San Diego. And they were going to charge
1: you a lot of money to ship it.
0: Yes. Oh, my god, Because it it's going like to be like another $1,000 to ship, and each one is super delicate. So I drove down there. Made the deal and I brought them all back. Some of them I'm planning on selling though. I don't feel like they really fit the aesthetic. Um, But, and I'm also really excited because not only because I thought like I need more trick or treat houses. I realize I don't want like a a town where monsters live. Uh I want a town where like it's just Halloween night and then the imagination of the monsters are like up on the cliffs and stuff. Are you going to get a projector? Mm, ooh, that's a good point i definitely need like a little bit of a backdrop kind of a thing i, I mean, think that you could probably get like a cool like silhouette projector of some sort and that it will we'll just be our like it just spins <laughs> <laughs> it would be what we'll just play our episodes on top of it i mean that's scary <laughs> enough
1: <laughs> no but like i i saw one on tiktok of a guy that like he was just projecting like a loop of ghosts and like uh, you know, spooky things in, as just silhouettes
0: in the background. You know what? I should do that. And I've been meaning on buying a projector because I now have this kind of blank wall near my bed. And have you seen people who put the projector um in their room and played on a blank wall and make it a window yeah so I, you it, which is like a little TikToky, tocky choogy but also like kid it's
1: thing and it's very i think it's a very specific like you can't do it during the
0: day because then it's not going to look real at all it's just yeah, going to look I mean, washed out but at night time well, yeah that could be cool yeah so maybe i should do that and that would be a good reason to get a projector i want those like little total uh portable like projectors. a tote bag, one. Yeah, they're like they look like a little cube. They yeah. look like a, like a little pod. It's not that full on size of a laptop bar. It's right. Like, you uh, have to like mount to your ceiling and hey, yeah, you just tote it around and plug it in. So yeah, I might I might be buying that after. So now I've been buying styrofoam. I made three trips to like Home Depot over the past few days. I bought a hot wire styrofoam carver, which um, you've become quite proficient in. It, Mike came out and saw because uh you have to mold the styrofoam and make the bricks and make the cliffs. Mike thought I just bought it like that. Yeah, I, I, the, the styrofoam
1: board, which is the base, it like the front of it, it has these like brick imprints. And then on the side, it's all jagged and rocks. And I thought that you purchased it like that. But we use this like hot wire metal thing to actually carve out individual bricks across the entire like eight feet of it. And then on the side, it's all... Jagged Rock. So, I, did you like look up a YouTube video on how to do that? I or? did.
0: I did. There's like a whole YouTube community of people who make spooky villages, Christmas villages, all of that. Um, and there's even like a Facebook group, the Limax. I love Limax spooky village thing. Yeah. Shout out to Aiden Haunts on uh, on YouTube and TikTok, who uh, has made some really amazing videos sh- uh, reviewing and showing how he makes his spooky village. Do you think that Limax, who Limax is the company that makes all the t- yes. There's uh, Limax and Department 56.
1: Oh, but is Limax like, the, the main one? Um, or is yeah, Leemax,
0: I would say, is, like, the... How would I describe it? They're, like, the... The gold standard? The Mercedes.
1: And then is... What is it? Studio Department 56? 56. Oh, Department
0: 56. Department 56. What's better than a Mercedes?
1: Oh, they're even more... They're, like, the... The, the, the Aston Yeah. Oh, they're, so they're like more e- expensive. E- they're
0: more expensive and more detailed. Okay. And, uh... I, but, just, yeah.
1: I was wondering, like, if LEMAX has a warehouse or some sort of in-person studio where you can just go and see, like, the history of LEMAX, like
0: a LEMAX museum. I think there is. There is. I feel like that would be a fun place to go. There's a place in Grapevine. Oh, I, All my friends, and my mom was even there, sent me, like, a video of it and they have like all the villages and stuff but they mostly uh, but is it is it the lemax place department 56 oh but it's more of like a hobby christmas store shop and then they devote a back room with a full display selling all of it that would be uh, that would be such a fun place Uh, to go and And grapevine
1: isn't that near where you're from
0: yeah oh so you can probably go when you're visiting yeah my friends john and nick got me um little figurines for my village oh i know that's what i need i need a little bit i need more like trick-or-treaters in my village i think that's where i'm gonna run low but um oh, man i love it i can't stop thinking about it and i've been debating if i want the uh floor plan of the village like the platform and stuff to be flexible enough to be my christmas village like, uh, i think it's probably better to S- go start, from scratch yeah. and make a whole new one. Yeah, ah, you're right. You're right. That's you're the so experience. Right. That's, I know. that's the whole point. But it's going to be a fast turnaround once that Halloween village goes down. Like I already right now need to be shopping for my Christmas village stuff because Halloween is what the last week of October. Yes, it's so, October 31st. Yeah, the la- Okay, I wasn't sure if it was
1: October or November.
0: Well, speaking of October 31st, something really exciting for you is happening on October 31st. You won't even be celebrating Halloween with me. Oh yeah, this is pretty cool. Do you want to announce it?
1: Um. Yeah,
0: I guess uh, I, I'll be playing drums
1: for my roommate and friend Adam Melcher, who's a musician and a fantastic person. He's playing shows all over the U.S. this summer, playing some venues that like I've seen some of my favorite bands at. Uh, he just sold out the L.A. show, I think. He sold out New York The at, Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, he sold I'll, out the bowling. I'll be alley playing. And- <laughs> so his
1: his drummer. I think is doesn't have an American passport yet because he's from, I think, Brazil. So he is unable to leave the country to play shows. So there's a show in Vancouver and in Toronto. There might be one in Detroit or Indianapolis too that he might not be able to play, but Indianapolis? Possibly, yeah. My mom's from there. So I might be playing like three or four shows in October playing what? drums for Adam Melcher on tour and then Maybe one in Mexico uh in December. And you haven't played the drums live in a while, right? It's been a while. But I, I have played quite a few times. My my big uh I think one of the biggest things I ever did was I played drums for Modest Yahoo one time when I was in college in LA. The first time I ever came to LA. Did I know that? Maybe not. I don't know.
0: Wow. Is this when he was Modest Yahoo was like in his whole orthodox yes, G. Yes. He, he was
1: still he still had the beard. He still had the the everything. Yeah. yeah. Um and then also in college, I drove down to Six Flags from New Jersey. I drove down to Six Flags, Georgia, and we played a show opening for Natasha Bedingfield in like 2008. Whoa. Yeah, that was she was popping off Your back then. Your band
0: opened up for them?
1: Yep, for Natasha Bedingfield.
0: Probably at her peak? or what, But like, she was
1: playing a Six Flags, so it, I don't know if
0: it was like before
1: her peak or after. Like, I don't know what her year. Her peak was around 2003 or So four. then it was, I mean, this was like 2008.
0: Oh, okay. But
1: so I played drums. I've played... I've, like, jammed with Chad Smith from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and I have some bona fides, but I haven't played drums live in a while. But, like, it's one of those things, when you have it, you have it. So now you have to learn all of Adam's songs? On drums, yeah. I I know them pretty well. Like, obviously, I can sing them, and I can, you know, I know how they go, but to actually sit behind the drums and be the guy who's playing them for every song, knowing where the changes are. I, I mean, me and Adam have played a couple times. I'll be fine. I'm not worried about it. We'll practice a couple times. Um but another exciting thing, speaking of Adam Melcher, is you may be directing his next music video. Not
0: directing, more that, kind that, of creative directing.
1: Uh, you, you will be cons- credited as the director.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh, damn! So, is this going to happen? It seems. It seems likely. Well, well know in if the next it week. doesn't happen, don't laugh at us if it. If it does. Actually, do laugh at us. (laughs) Who cares? Um, But yeah, Adam uh, Melcher just put out this new song called What a Damn Shame that is so good. And I'd actually kind of listened to it through Mike and Adam uh, leading up to it. And then I just had this concept that just hit me where I thought like... This do you, do you see what I'm seeing when I'm hearing this? Yeah. Mike agreed. Adam agreed. So we uh, wrote up a treatment, passed it along. But you know, we're not a production team. No. I've never directed a music video before. But that's what it's all about. Just trying stuff. It'll work <laughs> out. Just just believe in yourself. I know. I'm just I I'm but I'm a little nervous where it's like, what if it's not like cool enough? Like what if I do end up becoming like a, a music video director and just my first one is uh a mess, but you know what? Who cares? Just think Screw positively. It. It's positive mental plot. attitude. It's good for the plot. It'll be good. Yeah. I. The only thing is, I probably mm-hmm. won't be here
1: when you guys film it, but you'll. It'll be okay because I'm going back to New Jersey. But back to villages. Uh, this is a question I did want to ask you. Is so Halloween we do. Let's say September through October 31st. Yes. Is there a Thanksgiving village? World that people participate in, or is it just? Halloween? I mean, it's
0: certainly. I, I don't think that there's cowboy and Indian miniatures, yeah, and stuff like that. It doesn't that. seem like that's a. Also, that whole holiday is a little bit there. No, I think it straight up goes into Christmas mode. People have some like fall villages, kind of Thanksgiving ones, like that are like harvest and farms and stuff. Yeah, but uh eh, I think you just go straight into setting up the Christmas village because, uh. By the time like you know Christmas rolls around or like mid-Christmas, everyone's like going on vacation. But like and November stuff. too, November doesn't
1: feel no, like I guess September, October feel like fall. It's pumpkins, it's leaves, it's spooky, and then it, there's not really like a Thanksgiving season. It really just jumps right into Christmas season. Like November and December is just. You hear Frank Sinatra singing on the radio, Michael Bublé. Yeah, that's when
0: people make those memes where it's like me on October thirty first. Like their wallpaper is of like a spooky thing, and then it's a Buddy the Elf on November first because people are immediately into Christmas mode. Mm. No one's like having like a pilgrim, a
1: Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, it's not that
0: cool. Also, there's. Did you um, in elementary school ever do um, like Thanksgiving? Did you ever dress up as pilgrims and Indians? (sighs) Maybe in like kindergarten when we were very, very, very young. Oh, we definitely did that in kindergarten. When I draw, was a you pilgrim, turkey? and I was pissed. Why? Because, like, the kids who were, were Native Americans got, you know, uh, the war paint, paint yeah. and stuff. All the most stereotypical... Yep. Um, Cultural appropriation. appropriation. Oh, yeah, they got, like, the, the, the feathered, like, headdresses. It looked yeah. cool. And the reason why was because I loved that movie, Man of the House, with Chevy Chase and Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Farrah Fawcett. You know that movie where... Chevy Chase is like the new stepdad, and Jonathan Taylor Thomas hates him, and What's so he called? makes him join Man of the House. Not Man of the House with uh Tommy Lee Jones about the UT cheerleaders. There's um Man of the House, and they always made Indian guides look cool in that movie. So I wanted to uh be an Indian, but I did not get how, picked you I was ever a seen Pilgrim you know, you with know, a buckle on his hat. Do you know the movie uh The Indian in the Cupboard? Yes, how you know who's in Indian in the cupboard? Denzel Washington. No, um, Campbell from uh, from Mad, Mad Men. Men. Yeah, Pete Campbell. Pete Campbell is, he like a kid? is the brother. Is of, he, he's like a kid, though. Probably. Yes. Right? What's the wow. kid's name in Indian in the cupboard? Isn't I, it like a really great Jewish name? I have no it's a, idea. It's such a good name. I even texted you about it, and I think you were like, "There was also a that Jewish name, Half Court Miracle,
1: that I still need to see about the basketball, Jewish oh, basketball we team.
0: Have to watch that. I I don't even think Disney Plus has that uploaded." On there, but uh it's almost time to rewatch Eight Crazy Nights again, too. It's a technical <laughs> foul. I was the one who suggested, Mike, that we should sit down and watch Eight Crazy Nights because you never seen it. No, I had it, and then it's it's I mean it's it's not like a classic or a masterpiece, but Omri. Omri. Oh, that's
1: all you mean. Oh, know that's it. your
0: friend's name. Yeah, that's the kid's name in the Indian in the cupboard. Yeah, it's Omri. O M R I. That's bananas. Yeah. Damn, I want to watch Indian in the Cupboard. Um, What do you think Jonathan Taylor Thomas is up to right now? uh, I think he really stepped away from the spotlight. But have you watched I'll Be Home for Christmas with Jonathan Taylor Thomas? He has this weird voice, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, and if you don't know who Jonathan Taylor Thomas is, he was one of the kids that was in uh, Home Improvement with Tim Allen. He was like
1: a big '90s
0: He was like a Mary kid. Kate Nashley kind of. Yeah, he was like a Walmart Leonardo DiCaprio. But Jonathan Taylor <laughs> Thomas in I'll Be Home for Christmas with Jessica Biel. It's a terrible movie because Todd and I turned it on, and we thought it would be good. He has this like this like weird like voice that he like puts on in it, where it's like he's trying to like sound cool. Like, he doesn't sound like that young Jonathan Taylor Thomas. And then when Jonathan Taylor Thomas was like
1: 18
0: or 17, because he's supposed to be a college kid. Oh, okay. He has this voice that Mm. is so bizarre. For the folks listening, if you're interested, go and watch it and tell me Jonathan Taylor Thomas (laughs) doesn't sound weird and I'll be home for Christmas. I have never seen any any Christmas movies. I haven't seen Elf. You would love Elf. But I, I, yeah, I just feel a little like Elf. I do think though it's a little overrated. Do you like uh, the Grinch with Jim Carrey? Uh, yes, I do. I,
1: I recently saw that, and it was just like so bizarre. Like all the, it looks like it's like. Almost a student mm. film or something because all the sets are practical mm. and like the handmade. All these, all these little worlds and every. There's no CGI in it.
0: They made it out of styrofoam. Yeah,
1: and it's but it and it, it, they filmed it in a way where you can kind of tell that it's all just like set pieces for whatever. It was just such a bizarre. Like
0: uh, I don't. Yeah, I think that's like the only Doctor Seuss film. Oh, and then Cat in the Hat with Michael Myers. Yeah, really good. Mike, Mike Myers. Myers. Michael Myers is the, the other, serial yeah. killer. Um, Oh, I'm thinking oh, I was thinking of my favorite Christmas movie but like uh but you don't like scary movies though at all absolutely not but we finally got you to watch hereditary
1: and did you like it I did but because it is a film first and then it is a horror movie second there's a lot of horror movies that are just like torture porn or just like
0: sadistic scary like yeah.
1: nightmares and it's like you know life is already kind of Scary enough. Why do I want to sit through two hours of someone being dismembered in a house up in the woods with like they're on their – like – Yeah. I'd
0: rather watch a comedy. But Hereditary, though, is like here to stay. I don't think another – besides The Shining, Hereditary was like – the one movie in the horror world that that's when i haven't seen the shining i need to see that oh yeah and And i want i want that scary but it stays with you but like in a good way
1: and it's also jack nicholson who i know is like you know yeah i still have that like fear of being a kid where it's like if i watch you know uh a horror movie about something that like it's going to be real in real life like i'm gonna be driving home and that person's gonna get me like do
0: not watch insidious though insidious is like a bump in the night movie i don't need that 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 one I hate thinking about before you go to bed. It's the only movie I get scared. Yeah, like I, wh- why do
1: I want to make my life
0: but scarier? I, that's why I think you need to see Midsummer though.
1: I, I want to. I want. I was thinking about this. I want to have seen Midsummer without having to watch it. Like I want to know what happens in it, but I just don't want to have to sit through the two and a half hours of nightmare that it apparently is. But it's like again, it's Florence Pugh. It's Ari Aster. It's all Aster. like in daylight.
0: Like there's nothing spooky that happens when it's but dark. there's
1: like that thing in the trailer with like the really like deformed looking like that have, eyes that
0: all, all spoiler alert or that you see that person probably for less than a minute in the movie okay. it's such a small minor character.
1: I just I don't know when I put on a movie I want to be this is Jerry Seinfeld's theory about like TV shows is a successful TV show or a successful movie is. If it's a world that the audience wants to be in, if you can build a good world, you'll have a successful movie. Well, that's what Midsummer really hooks you in. Because but like, it looks so beautiful. My, and my idea is there. like worlds in the way that I'm thinking about this is like Ferris Bueller's day off. That world is great. Uh groundhog day. That's a great world. I want to live in back to the future. It's a great world. I don't know that I want to live in the Texas chainsaw massacre world for two hours of, you know,
0: I, I, I you know I what I'm saying. I, I, yeah, I know what you're throwing down, but like, I think you got to roll with the season. I know? guess. I mean, that's what if I was just thinking for spooky this is season. Your one time, you got to start watching. Uh, I, think some I could,
1: spooky movies. A good, a good way I think could be to watch like '70s horror movies where it's like a little bit hokey. It's not actually going to scare the crap out of me. It's not going to scar me. But like watching a 2018 horror movie where they have all these special effects and all these like psychological insanity might be too much for me but like the other month when you put on the exorcist and told me it was a you told me it was a a, a romantic comedy oh yeah <laughs> what who, who did you say it was uh what I... it was like a famous actress that's like oh, a, be a pharaoh no 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 but you told me it was a I movie t- did i tell you it was like a woody allen film not woody allen but someone else it was like a. Uh, Who's the most... A Marilyn Monroe movie or something. Oh. You told me it was, like, some some romantic comedy. (laughs) And I watched it for, like, 30 minutes. Like, when is this going to get funny? And (laughs) it was was the fucking Exorcist. And it was, like... It was cool to see The Exorcist because I've never seen it before. And to see how wild that must have been for someone in the 70s. I want to be... In the year 2020, watching a horror movie in the 70s, I think I can deal yeah. with that. that.
0: that I love. Like, have you ever seen the uh, the footage of people walking out of the theaters in like the 70s when The Exorcist came out? They're and crying how, like, and shook they're screaming. Up they are. Yeah, they just even stood in the lobby just filming people just walking out and getting their reaction. Yeah, I don't need. I, why would I want to subject myself to that kind of? Because you're a grown man. I get a little
1: spook, <laughs> and yeah, I I, w- I would watch like Coraline or like a you know. Something that has a little bit of lightheartedness. That's my that's my vibe. Why do you think we celebrate Halloween? It's a, actually a pagan holiday, which was about celebrating the dead. I think I, there, there's definitely a religious history to it. Now it's just an Americanized holiday. But I remember, like in Jewish school, they they would send out flyers the week before Halloween saying, "Like here's the truth about Halloween. It's a pagan celebration, and if you celebrate this, you're like." You know, anti-God. Yeah, you're you're you're, you're just giving, betraying like, your Jewish whatever don't go trick-or-treating, don't dress up like this is not what Jews should be doing. But it's I, I see it as an American holiday. It's not like we're doing it for
0: the religious reasons. And, oh, that was like for a friend of mine growing up. We had a murder mystery party when we were in middle school, like yeah. the sixth or seventh grade. And it is and we were so excited about it. And he couldn't go cuz his dad thought it was just too religiously wrong like for us to, to play murder like hmm. we're literally just walking around being characters and reading a script and trying to figure out who did it and then he couldn't come there was a lot of that
1: culture left over in like the 90s and early 2000s from like their parents of the 50s and the 40s of like puritanical you know go to church on sundays be straight-laced that sort of was like a little bit left over from our parents. And now I think the next generation is just like, who gives a shit? Let's just have fun. It doesn't yeah. matter. None of this stuff is like going to really change Did anything. Did you dress up
0: as anything for Halloween?
1: when Oh, you were every kid? year. Yeah. What, go was, what was your
0: favorite costume?
1: It's a great question, Matt. I can't really remember a favorite, but I know that one of like, I, I have a visceral memory of going to... The Halloween store is Party City. And just every year. <laughs> like parents, like, got to make up your mind. You know, and you're, like, like, stressed out. Like, <laughs> well, I just remember the, like, when you would try on the different rubber masks, just the smell of the inside of, the of that rubber. And, yeah. and then you're breathing and it just gets all hot and, like, steamy and that's
0: just like a memory i'll and always they always have in- they, the photos at party city of the costumes where they had that huge gallery wall, the wall and you yes. had to pick it and then a guy would go into the back and bring it out to you in this little plastic and bag it was just garbage and you had to go like into those like closets and change and with all these other kids around you and then you would look in the mirror and it just wasn't as good and Never. Then you'd have to send it back because they'd have like a
1: 25 year old model modeling yeah. it and you're like <laughs> nine years old like draped in and the, you know they would they would
0: have the boots that weren't included but so you're I, missing the boots and i feel like though as we got older like all the superhero costumes all of a sudden got like padding for muscles so much better but we yeah didn't, we didn't have those no like if it was you wanted just to be batman yeah it was just you were as skinny as it could get and yes. then suddenly as we got older you would see these other kids
1: they have like Patty in Patty, it. Like The Hulk has like the six-pack. Six pack. Six pack. Yeah, the costumes were just, it was like polyester prints that were like sewn all fucked up, and oh, it didn't. Oh, God. Yeah. They was just like
0: PJs. Yeah, exactly. And it was just freezing cold, <laughs> and then you had to wear a coat, and then you couldn't see the freaking costume you were wearing. <laughs> uh, I would scream a lot. Scream. Oh, the character. But I wasn't allowed to see the movie, but I just thought it was a great costume. But then nobody knew it was you all night. Yeah,
1: that, that's what I realized is like I, do, I, I always liked costumes that you didn't need to wear a mask for. So, because wearing the mask was always, first of all, you can't see anything. Second of all, it smells bad. Third of all, who fucking cares? Just get, I, we want the candy. I like going trick or treating, by the way great sales training for cold calling as as you get older cuz you got to knock on a stranger's door you got to ask them say hello you got to introduce yourself i think trick or treating is like a great life foundational skill to be able to do yeah cuz some people are mean And they're, they're, you know, the angry old guy that slams the door in your face. And you just got to accept, hey, some people are just going to be dicks to you. You know, I think it's good life training to go trick-or-treating. Did you
0: go – did you trick-or-treat in your neighborhood or did you go to another neighborhood to go trick-or-treating? Always in my – why would you go to another neighborhood? Because they were wealthier and they gave better candy. Oh, you would would, uh, party hop over to a different – Yes. Well, I felt like towards – as a kid, you weren't really like paying attention that much. Like Your parents would literally walk you down the street, yeah. and that was it, and you went trick-or-treating. And then as you got older, you're like, we need to cover an entire neighborhood. And there were these newer um, developments with much younger families who just celebrated Halloween better, and I felt like in our neighborhood – were just old homes. All the, the kids had left and stuff. All the houses were built like in the early 80s and it was just, I don't know, the spirit was dying in the neighborhood so we would go to another neighborhood with these massive houses. And
1: they would like, the lawns would have graveyards and they would give in you the front.
0: A full-on chocolate bar. Oh, not
1: just the little one-bite one? No, yeah, yeah. They would
0: give you like, you, so you were stacked. The best. Oh, man.
1: And also I loved seeing like all the ways that people decorate the front of their houses with like, skeletons that pop up out of a coffin or there'd be like sound effects that come or lighting effects. And just to see like, what is normally
0: just your neighborhood transformed into oh, like had such the- a
1: cool, we I still love the coolest setup. We yeah. had
0: like a front porch at our first house and then we would black out the front porch with like tarp. And so then when people walked up to the door, then you had to turn left and go down the porch and we would like make sure to drive a whole around this year and just see Caluca Lake, dude. Yeah. That neighborhood, that circle, that one with the circle drive. Every single house goes above and beyond for Halloween. Remember we went to that thing with Jason last year, the drive-through. Oh, the Knights of Jack.
1: Yeah, was that already a year ago?
0: Just about. It was getting pretty close to Halloween. Oh my goodness, that was. Oh my gosh, it was cool. It was cool. And I was in that dragon costume, but see, Jason thought it was going to be a haunted, uh, like drive-through. Like he thought people were to be scaring us, but it was just like artisanal art artistic Artismal, like uh artistic setups. pumpkins yeah. it was just like carvings of pumpkins yeah like, it was cool though it was pretty cool I like the spirit of things
1: I think that's important for like a culture and society to have traditions and like you know myths and, and things but that... I don't
0: get why people if you you should not be carving a pumpkin until three days leading up to Halloween. I don't get why I'm, people are carving pumpkins in the beginning of October. That pumpkin is not going to see Halloween aren't day. Aren't there
1: ways to like
0: preserve a pumpkin? Yeah, like
1: if you, I'm sure if you like spray it with lemon juice, or I'm sure there's going to be so many TikToks oh. about here's a pumpkin hack that you didn't know, and all these things that are just going to like revolutionize the pumpkin industry this year. Pumpkin hacks.
0: Pumpkin. I, I, I hate the smell of pumpkins. Like, really? Like when someone opens up a pumpkin and they're carving it, it makes me want to vomit because of a
1: specific memory you just
0: never like that smell I don't like that smell I like this taste of like pumpkin flavored stuff but the smell of a pumpkin dude is like vomit to me Interesting It's like it's like papaya You know people who like Yeah I think it smells like a nice like uh, fruity fruit Google the comparison to papaya and vomit and it is this similar enzyme to what's in like bile I don't know how true this is But I think I've heard that pumpkin spice, like pumpkin spice
1: lattes, nothing to do with the actual flavor of a pumpkin. Pumpkin spice is a type of spice that you're supposed to put on pumpkin to make it taste better. Pumpkin seeds? or No, no. It's like a totally different thing. Oh. Like pumpkin spice would be like, for example, it it would be calling like salt tequila spice. Right. So like salt is its own thing. But if I'm calling it tequila spice because you put salt around the rim, it's like salt is not anything to do with tequila. Salt is its own thing. So pumpkin spice is like salt to tequila. It's It's like
0: pasta sauce. Like the pasta is not in the sauce. You put the sauce on the pasta. Right.
1: So I think I believe that pumpkin spice is not nothing not derived from pumpkins, not made from pumpkins, not tasting like pumpkins. It's the spice that you're
0: supposed to put on a pumpkin pie or on pumpkin when you're eating it, I feel bad for people who have to grow pumpkins. Imagine being married to a pumpkin. Like, uh, I don't know. It's kind farmer. of a nice
1: seasonal business,
0: I guess. So, but once like, a year, can, you just can, fucking can we blow just it grow out? a crop that like is in high demand and like we need. I, I don't. I, I don't know. Like, pumpkins, Bill. Pumpkins. Yes, honey. This is our business. We support the town,
1: <laughs> and that would be a funny. Like, we should go to a pumpkin contest. Co- oh, do, like. Participate in one or like watch a series. Go one.
0: go out far out wherever like the four H clubs are having their pump the largest pumpkin. What's four H club? Four H clubs, isn't that like the group a lot of farmers in small towns all get together for the four H club? Maybe. It's like a farmer rotary club kind of thing. Oh, I don't
1: I know. I may be totally wrong on that, but I, I think I'm very down to get very seasonal this year. I and this, see a
0: big pumpkin. This feels like the year to just take it all back. Go and see everything. Get get in the spirit. Yeah. Are, are we. Oh, man. We had that invite for the Halloween Horror Nights, but we're going to be in Italy. Did you see that? Is that when we're in Italy? W- yeah. Hmm. I know. Bummer. It was like the influencer night. Hmm. But, dude, have you been to Halloween Horror Nights? No. What is it? That's like the haunted houses that Universal Studios does, Oh. and their costumes, their decorations, because all of it's from the studio, so it's the most realistic looking stuff ever, and it is terrifying. I would, you know, what we can do is go to a
1: like haunted hayride Halloween, whatever, like at Universal, like you know they used to do it in, in uh, Six Flags. What do they call it? Halloween nights, haunted hayride.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, go, oh, I love a haunted hayride. Did I ever tell you my haunted hayride story? No. Okay, so I've said this on unfiltered, so sorry for the folks if I'm repeating it. We, we can wrap it up after this. One time this, by I the went way. on a haunted hayride, man, mm-hmm. and uh, we went through these cornfields and stuff. This is far out in Texas, and it was terrifying. You know, these guys chase you with chainsaws. Mm-hmm. They then grabbed a girl on the hayride and threw her off the hayride. And we're driving away, and then they take an axe and they cut off her leg. And you think she's part of your she's, tour? She so she was an actor, but she joined in, and they planned it. And but you think that she's just like part of the tour yes. with you? and the moment that happened, oh, I went insane. You were like, guys, this is real. This I, we is have to go. Real <laughs> shook me the fuck up, Mike. And still to this day, who are you with? I, oh. I'm pretty sure it was with like my family and like family friends or something like but that. But did you start like having a Matt King panic attack? Yes. Like it's like and my parents are like laughing like oh no it's like I'm like oh you guys are listening. <laughs> scared me. Well, dude. we should get into the spirit this this season. I'm very definitely, down. and that should start by you watching Midsummer. Do you want to watch it with me or yes, of course. Have I'd you seen it too many you? times? No, I've only seen it two or three times. Okay. I watch it. I like watching you watch a good film, though. Okay, that's uh, that's appreciated. And I wouldn't recommend a bad film for no, you to I watch. No, I know, I know, I you know. I should
1: I should see a Florence Pugh film too. I haven't seen oh anything God, that she's, she's been. She's
0: phenomenal. In. I mean, this was like her big break. Yeah. Okay. She's here to stay. Well, that about wraps it up for us here at Hoot and Half today. This was really really fun. We could knock one of these out. Maybe a bonus episode every week. Yeah, just audio. Just, oh, just yeah. chilling for the OGs. Because I like this because I can just curl up in whatever uh, yeah. weird contortion of my body I want to. Yeah. And you don't uh, have to put on clothes. Yeah. Oh, and then I have to do one filter tonight, right after this. That's good. You know you're in a good headspace. Snappy mood. I'm All gonna right, go well, work on my Halloween village right now. If you haven't already, check out
1: Hoot and a Half on YouTube if you didn't know that, that was a thing by now. But
0: and go comment on my last picture on Instagram. Oh
1: yeah, go comment on Matt's new posts and see see what your favorite thing is in the pile all right we'll see you next time folks bye guys